Welcome to the session podcast. It is Ben and I'm with Omar. How's it going, man? Pretty good, man. What about you? It is currently 12.36 in the morning and I have work in about eight hours. But this is dedication. This, this is, is dedication. This is what it's all about. I'm in my PJs right now and you saw me change. So how was... <laughs> 20 seconds into the podcast. <laughs> okay, next time we're not recording the morning that we need to get an episode out. Yeah, How's no, that? We'll, we'll be better. We'll be better with timing. Um, I think that... I'm just, I don't know. Like I, I was tired before this, but now that we actually got started, like I just immediately woke up. Like I'm looking forward to this. We're going to get it uploaded. Again, we want to make sure that we have weekly uploads, right? Exactly. Like for, for the morning commute, we want to make sure that everybody has it. So let's just continue doing it. Exactly. We can't be sleepy right now because the people listening to this are literally trying to wake up as they're listening. Yeah, to that's it. true. Hey, what do you have tomorrow, by the way? What do you got going on? Huh? Well, you know, I got a, I yeah. got a, I got a busy day. You got a very busy know? day. Yeah. yeah. When are you waking up? Probably like 2 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> the life of someone who hasn't started working yet. But soon, though, you're going to be starting when? Uh, beginning of October. Okay, so you're like you're like completely chilling. You have nothing I to do. I am doing absolutely nothing. I had a big three day long exam about accounting that was so boring, and I'm done with it. And remember I'm how be I doing said, nothing. remember how I said I wasn't sleepy before? Yeah, I'm like dead tired now. Like you know, you're literally writing this exam next year. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. What's been going on with you? What's been going on with us, man? Like we just like last week, didn't we just go hiking? Yeah. Yeah. That that was so much fun. We went to Rattlesnake Point, which is in Milton. Dude, that was crazy. How'd you like it? How how many hikes have you been on in the the first place? Um, I've gone on a lot of walks, but hikes. Okay. Listen, walking to like a grocery store and back does not count as a hike. I'm talking like actual like mountains and leaping and jumping and zip lining. We live in southwestern Ontario. There are no <laughs> mountains here. I don't know what you're talking about. But hikes, I don't know, at, at least like five, six hikes in like the past couple of years. Do you I, enjoy I it? Think, Do you like I think it? That, yes, yes. It is so much fun and it's so rewarding. So we have a friend uh robin we shouted him out before he's a charlotte hornets fan super fan and he said he had fun for like the first 20 minutes of this rattlesnake point hike that we had and then after that he said it was just work so he didn't like it no but see that's the thing i feel like part like part of hikes okay so we got lost i think we should you know but it's gonna happen that's like part of the experience we didn't get lost we just we knew where we needed to go we just didn't know how to get there and we were going there and we were going in circles now, if that means lost, then so be it. But I don't think that's that we were lost. <laughs> no, but that's like in that's the words of Iman. That's literally like part of the experience, though. Like I feel like you need to get lost in order to experience the full hike. I don't think I've been on a single hike without getting lost. Yeah, because you know, you don't follow the exact trail. You're like, oh, dude, you can get like a sick Snapchat of that, or like let me do like a 360 like video of this so I can send it. You know what I mean? Like, you- or, or my favorite when Ben turns around to the group and says, guys, my gut is telling me we got to go this way. My gut was so right. Okay. My gut was so right. If we had continued the other way, remember that was closed. That trail was blocked off. And remember what I talked about in the last episode, my senses were tingling and I just knew that we had to go right. Hiking gave Ben ASMR. <laughs> But we ended up in where? Where's like the end point, right? We went to Crawford Lake, okay. right? And that was actually really, really peaceful. I'm not yes. going to lie. Yes. Crawford Lake itself, like after all the work, it was like, a, I don't know how long it took us to get there. Much longer than it yeah. should have. Yeah. But we eventually got there. And after like working for so long and going through all these, you know, like sticks and mud and, and barricades and bugs and barricades and like we should not have parkoured over the barricades like that was just us being like yo we're like such experienced hikers but i think that's what everybody does right no see the thing is no 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 it's just <laughs> like we just you gotta chill out with that you don't need, we don't need to parkour everywhere okay but you, you bring up a good point i think every hike should have a great view at the end of yeah it. you need or to look forward to something you literally need to look forward to something oh yeah so uh, a couple of years ago, we went to Bon Echo Provincial Park and there's like, I think it's the deepest lake in Ontario or Canada or something along the lines of that. You cross that on a ferry and they drop you off on this giant island rock. I don't really know how to describe it. 
and the, it's a hike up that rock. Maybe it takes an hour, an hour, mm-hmm. about an hour. And then at the top of it, it's kind of grueling on the way up. But at the top, you get the most insane views of the area. And it was so worth it. And then we needed to sprint down to try to get the last <laughs> ferry off the island or else we were going to be stranded. Of so, course, we were extremely sweaty, young, grown men. And and as soon as we got to the docks, we were all panting. Oh, yeah. And the employee who runs the ferry says, oh, no, we can see the dock from the other side. So if we ever saw people here after the last ferry, we just come get them. But we didn't know that. We <laughs> thought we'd have to make camp on that <laughs> island. So it was it was a nice learning experience. We were yeah. all debating whether or not the people that could swim in the group would be able to carry the other guys across the lake or not. Can you swim, by the way? No, I can't. You're, you know that's an essential skill, right? Like I feel like this is this is somewhere where my parents just let me down, where they're like, all right, we're going to give you a good education. You know, we're going to provide for you. Swimming, nah, you don't need to worry about that. I, I, I feel like um, this was something fundamental that they should No, it is. It is fun. Like, if you were, like, if there was just a big body of water, like, over here right now, like, what would you do? How would you get out? You have nothing to do? Well, I wouldn't be in a big body of water. Listen, to, uh, you don't know. You know listen, like, like climate change and all that is super real. Right? I, I, Water I, will be rising and you're going to have to learn how to swim. I don't think it's going to rise that quickly. Bro. <laughs> I mean, that's something my kids and my kids' kids could worry about. That's not my problem. Selfish. Um, so that is very selfish. Climate is change selfish. is real. Yeah, listen, all right? Let's be serious about that. All right, bro. But anyways, back to joking about, <laughs> joking around about it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, okay, I, did, okay. I did. Wait, I did lessons though, okay? I Me need too. to tell you about th- How oh, many you lessons? You did lessons? How, I did lesson. <laughs> Don't put an S at the end of it. I did level one. I have a certificate to prove it. <laughs> that's like a, that's a freaking participation certificate. Okay. That doesn't count for anything. Okay. Passing level one is what? Like, do like, what do you do with your arm? Just, just spin it in a circle. It's about getting comfortable in the water. And I was comfortable. It's in about the self-respect water. and self-image and loving yourself. And, <laughs> and those are all very important things. And I have too much self-respect. <laughs> do you? Yes. Let that hair go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, listen, I, we're gonna have a photo shoot, and we'll let the listeners decide whether the hair stays or goes. We actually will have a photo shoot. Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's gonna happen. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um. So level, I got to level four. Okay. I, uh, do you know Sportsplex just around here? Yeah. 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 Um. It's in the scary area. Brampton. So I went there. Brampton. <laughs> Brampton. <laughs> yeah, I went there, and I got up to level four actually. Okay. And the reason why I failed was because I wasn't breathing properly. So In that you weren't breathing at, at all. all. <laughs> They're like, listen, you are red. I don't know if I actually get red, but like you are red you right now. You were purple at I that was point. purple. It was like, buddy, you need to breathe. I'm like, I, I can't. <laughs> I got to level four. I failed that because I wasn't breathing properly. I remember it was a very traumatic experience for me because I really wanted to... I just wanted to pass, man. I just, I really wanted to get that certificate of completion and yeah. I would be able to officially swim. But right now I just feel like I, it's like a disservice to people if I swim. Like what if I, I like, you know, kind of drown and the lifeguard has to help me out. Like I'm just being such a... But you do know how to swim. I've, I've been swimming with you before. Um, really? Like... Okay, so... Like, yeah, if we were like at a kiddie a, pool or something, like nah, I can walk, walk no, we around. were at, um, we were at, uh... A friend's bachelor party at a cottage this past summer, mm-hmm. and you went out on a paddleboard because oh, yeah. at the, so this cottage oh, we had yeah. a private lake, which was insane. Was I've so never cool. I've never been to a cottage that had a massive private lake like this. So we go to the lake, and you get on this paddleboard because you saw Stephen, one of our friends, on the paddleboard, and he had insane balance, and he was having a great time. So you're like, it I looked so get easy. On that. It looked so easy. So you get on the one paddleboard that was remaining, and you get maybe 20 feet from the dock or something. And then <laughs> in the most spectacular fashion, you fall face first into this lake. Yeah. You know, and the water was so cold. I didn't expect <laughs> a water, what the water to be that cold. It was pretty early um, in the morning. I don't know if that makes a difference. Yeah. But, I mean, no. like early, like 10 a.m. at a cottage. So pretty early. It was, I remember, I remember, I remember this now, but yeah, like I thought the way that you would balance onto the board is, you know, you kind of put your right knee first. Okay. However, law of gravity, negative nine M s or whatever we learned from physics clearly he failed <laughs> hey you know what shout out Murzaku. thanks for asking me uh but didn't pass a single test um so yeah you put your right knee on the right part of the paddleboard and okay. then of course 
if you don't immediately put your left, you're just gonna you're just gonna fall. So that happened. Yeah. And did I like did I look calm and cool and collected like so, when I was coming out? So the full story, he he actually got on the paddleboard, and this was maybe twenty feet from the dock. He lost his balance and f- falls into the water. Ben falls into the water, and I'm watching from the shore. And I have a life jacket on because I don't know how to swim. And Ben's kind of hanging on to the paddleboard. He's sitting on it, actually, at this point. He's sitting on the paddleboard, and he's just drifting away further and further into the lake. And he turns to me. He's like, I can't get back on. You're going to need to come get me. And I look around. <laughs> drifting away. Oh, my God. I remember yeah. this. I, I look around, <laughs> and there's no other, like, vessel that I could, like, use to Help get me. to him. So, Help me. So I decide. I'm like, you know what? This dude's going to end up being my podcast co-host. I can't let him go out like yeah, this. Yeah, you saw that. You saw this podcast so, thing from, like, a million years I ago. I knew this was going to happen. So I start walking into this lake, you know. Starts off ankle depth, knees, oh, yeah. waist. You're such and a I, hero, buddy. Keep hyping yourself up. Tell the tell the listeners what happened. I'll tell them okay. what actually happened. Okay, so I I'm I, of course I'm not gonna let Ben go out like this, oh, you yeah. know, even if it means risking my own life. So mm-hmm. I have this life jacket on. I keep walking, and I ask Ben, and I say, "How deep is it over there?" He's like, "Oh no, you can you can step. Like it's not that deep." <laughs> so I keep walking, and then about after once it's about waist deep, I take one step forward, and my foot falls all the way down and i can't see where the ground is you look so scared i instantly like i slip and the life jacket's the only thing that keeps me up and i realize like i have none of neither of my feet are touching the ground at this point and i'm like oh god i'm not gonna be able to make it at this point so i turn to ben and i'm like i, I slowly backstroke my way back onto solid land yeah. and i'm like ben i'm not gonna be able to make it to you you're gonna have to swim because in my mind of course ben knows how to swim so Ben's like, all right. So he leaves the paddleboard as is, and he dives off it, like, well, from a sitting dive, and he ends up swimming back to shore. And honestly, he looked pretty graceful. Yeah. In that, no. in that swim. So here's what actually happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> here's what actually happened. I was drifting away. That that part is true. And you did wear a life jacket, a little size, like, too small for you at the time. You you were, like, working with a lot. Um, <laughs> so I was drifting away, and then I realized, you know what? This guy is so useless because you did go knee-deep into the into the water, and you're, like, waste, waste, waste whatever, deep. whatever. And you did go all the way down there, and you're, like, I wish you had told me you had given me a warning that you are going to leave, but you kind of just looked at me and then turned around and just <laughs> kept walking away. So I'm, like, word, okay, like, that's how it's going to go. No, that I swear I said oh, that yeah, I of was course. Like, and then I realized, like, nobody is there for me but, like, myself. So then I just threw the paddleboard away even further behind me, just threw it away and started floating on water. And then it came back to shore. Okay. So once he got back to shore... um, made sure everything was okay then we got into this really big metal canoe i couldn't have gotten on this on my own so both of us push it into the water and we spent the next hour and a half doing a um a search and rescue mission for the paddleboard oh yeah because the paddleboard <laughs> and the i guess it's the pa- the paddle or the yeah, oar the paddle, or whatever yeah that both of those things were just floating into that massive lake further and further and we needed to rescue them to bring him back for the we year. made this like a full mission like, and honestly full mission objective. it took so long and we couldn't pull the paddleboard back onto the canoe with yeah. us because the canoe was gonna tip over so we kept needing to pull up next to this board smack it into the direction <laughs> of shore and then canoe towards you know, it like when i think about it. it now there had to be a better way to do what we wanted to do yeah. In a much more efficient and effective manner. Yeah, but that's just it. We're not smart. Yeah. That's... We've got to work on that. Like, I think we just need to be a little bit smarter. It's been 23 forward. years. It hasn't worked so far. Yeah, I don't 22 know. 22 for me, buddy. You are old. It's only one month difference between us, though. So, Ben is born in December... 11th, 1996. And I'm born in January 7th of 1996. And Ben says the difference between January and December, December and January, is one month. So he says I'm only one month old. Hey, what's after December? January. Yeah? How many months? That's not how it works, man. That's how it works. That's exactly <laughs> how it works. It's one month later. Oh, man. All right. You know what? Back to hiking. What? Uh, tell me your best hiking experience. My best hiking experience is... Hmm. That's a good one. I remember Bond Echo very, very well. And I think yeah. the reason for that is because it was one of my first hiking experiences kind of ever. I think that really started everything off. So I remember it was with you guys. And 
the reason why I like hiking so much is because you just get lost, okay? Yeah. Now, I'm with a... <laughs> I have reception, barely, like even in the city. But when you're hiking especially, <laughs> you're not getting anything. With yeah. the carrier that I'm with, which I'm not going to name, but I think you know which carrier I have. Freedom Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have reception anywhere. Um, but with the whole thing about hiking is when you don't have reception and you're kind of just get lost in this, like, it's kind of like a mini like world that you're just discovering. Like yeah. everything is so new. You have absolutely no idea where you're going or where you're headed to, except for a general idea that there is something to look forward to. Yeah. So in the case of Boneco, we did have this like amazing view that we wanted to take a look at right in the case of well dundas peak which is in hamilton you can see that again it's an amazing view you get off to the cliff you get to see the train passing you have something to look forward to so with bon echo the reason why it was my best experience was because it was my first one it was something very new to me and um shit even if i was as tired as i was at the end of it, when you really got to see yeah. what you were working so hard for, you feel really good about yourself. Oh, honestly, you know it, what I mean. It felt it felt great. You feel accomplished. And, and I feel this like that's is what the I feel like is. this is what Robin was missing out on when he said it felt oh, like he's work. psychotic. He's a psychopath. <laughs> well, he has to be if he likes the Charlotte Hornets. But <laughs> he he said it was work, and I kind of recognize that it's that. But that's the rewarding part of it because at the end of it, you're like, I did that. So this past weekend when we were at Rattlesnake Point. We were hiking for almost it was five and a half hours, five and a half hours. hours, almost six hours of yeah. just like a pretty, well, I'm going to say rough terrain that some of you have actually been to Rattlesnake Point and be like, wait, that's not that rough, but it felt it rough wasn't, to us. It wasn't that challenging yeah. in the beginning. But, but there were some, there were some closer, yeah. challenging points. Like that, that rock? rock. Yeah. 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 The rocky, like, t- like what's this, this hill that we had? It was just full yeah. of rocks. Everybody kept tripping. Yeah, exactly. And so there's some challenging parts to it but yeah we were hiking for like six hours and at the end of it i turned to you i'm like it didn't even feel like six hours i feel like we could have kept going it was because i feel like we only scratched the the surface of what we saw yeah there was definitely so much more that we could have seen like we saw like crawford lake and someone had a drone going which i'm not sure is even allowed (laughs) i remember trying to like really get into my thoughts and be like yo like whoa everything is so crazy because my life has like completely changed in like the past month yeah um I remember like trying to take everything in and then all I hear is just this <laughs> loud ass drone. Yeah. So that kind of took away from the experience of him being honest. Yeah. But even then, like at the end when you got to see it all, you got to sit down for a bit and, you know, just reflect and like see everything. You felt really good. You felt really accomplished. hundred percent. And that's kind of something I wanted to bring up. So hiking, it really depends on the group you go with. If you're not going alone, um, the group you go with really does make your company makes the experience to a pretty large extent. So I wanted to pose a question to you. What if you were in a hiking group of four, what would be three current basketball players that you would want to go hiking with and why? <laughs> so since I asked the question, you've got to go first. Yeah, yeah. I can go first. Yeah, yeah. you go first. So I think there's <laughs> I think funny. there's a method to my mad- madness. So I'm going to. I'm going to explain mm-hmm. it. So if I was hiking and I could take three NBA players with me, first would be Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets. Why? Okay. First of all, you're going to be dealing with so much like BS talk. Okay. So keep in mind, we just had a conversation that we went to Rattlesnake Point for six hours. Yeah. And our conversations, you know, like we're talking about the experience and like that was very cool. You're going to have Kyrie Irving asking you what the government means to you. Do you want that for six hours? <laughs> Why would you want... I'm so confused right now. So, the reason why I want to go with Kyrie is because I think he's the most woke person in the NBA. And okay, I feel like it would be a surreal experience to be going out there and looking at some crazy views with Kyrie Irving, who's just going to like open up my seventh eye as I'm Yeah, sure. So, you're going to see Dundas Peak and he's going to ask you again. Like, yo... But what does a government mean to you? Like, it, why would you want something like that? Control. That's what the government means to me. Oh, God. <laughs> I oh feel like I could God. have some great conversations with I know Kyrie. you're the type to get annoyed really, really quickly as well. I give you two and a half to three seconds before you realize it's been a huge mistake. Well, that takes me to my second person. When I'm not, when I don't feel like having these woke conversations with Kyrie and I just feel like joking around and having fun. I'll have Joel Embiid there with me. Joel Embiid. I know you would pick him. 
I knew you would pick him. Of course, I'm surprised you, it wasn't all Philly people on your uh, on your list. I do love honest. that team. I really love that team. That if I could take others, I was considering taking their rookie Matisse Thybul because he's a Should photographer as well. Oh, that's, well, that's so you know I'd get good. some pretty good photos. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He seems like a sweet kid. So Joel Embiid, eh? So Joel Embiid, because in his words, he's African and he's not afraid of anything. Okay. So I that's the kind of person I want to go with if I. See some rattlesnakes at Rattlesnake Point. Yeah, Joel Embiid can take care of them for me. So you don't, you're not worried about him like randomly getting sick, and just randomly getting the fever. Like you're gonna be halfway through the hike, and he's gonna be <laughs> like, "Omar, I can't, I can't, I, I, I'm sick right now, and that's the only reason why I can't finish this hike." If if I had hand sanitizer, I could have done the entire thing. I swear to God, stupid Embiid. Oh my God, I love him so much, and you hate him so much, and I, that makes like it he perfect. would just cry right after not being able to get to Dundas Peak or something, and then come back. It'd be like the the like like the saddest car ride home with just tears all over his face. <laughs> ben, real men cry. It is what. Oh it no, is. for sure, I agree with you. But Embiid, <laughs> nah. All right, so you know what? I I agree. Kyrie may have his flaws. Embiid might have his flaws, but that's They're why my third right player. Now. But that's why my third player puts it all together because he is the perfect player. And that is Jared Dudley. I knew you. I, I knew you. I knew you were gonna say that. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> glue guy. No, you know glue what? Guy. Glue I guy. I need him. You are one hundred percent right. I I need him. How else will you manage the personalities of Kyrie Irving, Joel Embiid, and Omar Shabir? You get Mister Eggman. <laughs> you bring the egg. Jared Dudley yeah. will bring us all together. Keep everyone grounded. Make sure we get through that hike. And and that's and that's my squad. That's who I'd roll with. Who are the most like? I wonder who are the most like locker room cats or players in the NBA right now. Um, who is really like when you think like they bring trouble wherever they go? Well, I feel like Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who want to hear an argument about Russell Westbrook, I recommend Session Zero Zero One. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think because Jared Dudley can make anything anything work. Yeah, with 100%. any group of people. I'm just so like I'm just such a fan of him. Like the way he son Ben Simmons. Like, I, you know what though? Imagine uh. a group of Ben Simmons, Jared Dudley, and yourself. Yeah, just three. Just the three of you. Like, forget this four man squad. Just those three people. Yeah. I wonder how that would go. Do you think Jared Dudley would just scrap on the top of like Dundas speak or something? No, I feel like if because we're on the same team at that point, because we all need to. Get Jared Dudley would like, make it work. He would make it work. He would make it work. He he was only acting up in that Philadelphia Brooklyn series because he acting felt like up. He yeah acting up. I mean, come on. He dropped zero points when Simmons yeah, dropped and, like. Oh, you know what? I remember on when him. Ben Simmons dropped one point. <laughs> Remember when he dropped one point, Omar? Remember that playoff game where he okay, dropped one point? We've, we've, can, we, can we watch the highlight? There's no highlights. There. Can we watch the highlight <laughs> of that one free throw? Uh, okay, we've done this in session zero zero. Yeah, one. I just still hate him. Okay, we're going to move on. Okay, Whatever. give me your list. Okay. Give me your list. I just well, gave you Well, you know mine. what? Because you said Russell Westbrook, of course I'm going to have him. But why? What do you mean why? He gets things done. No, he's, right? he's going to be hike padding. He's, <laughs> he's going to be pat- a good one. He's going to yeah. be like, I want to hit every single view on and this list. You wouldn't want that? He's you like, wouldn't want every single view, even if it meant like your stats. But being, what if it's the same view, just like ten feet down? But he's like, no, no you get to go to you'll get lookout. ten feet, you'll get ten views, and you'll get like a thirty Instagram photos. That's amazing, thirty ten and ten. I would love to go with Russell Westbrook. Oh man! All right, and plus his fashion game on point. Hiking, we we'd look the freshest. He like dressed me up. Whatever, I'm so down for it. In non-functional clothing. In, <laughs> give you a Hawaiian short and short shorts. Hey, remember your uh, your Montreal fit? Oh, I remember my Montreal. What, what was it? What'd you wear? So oh, I uh, walked around in the streets of Montreal wearing a jean jacket, uh, pink can, short shorts, uh, pink swimming trunks, pink swimming trunks. That's what it was. And they were way too small for you, buddy. They were way <laughs> too small for you. And Chelsea boots. So that, yeah, is probably the lowest point in your life. And I feel like you've had a lot of low points in your life. So <laughs> that was that was terrible. I don't know why I didn't say anything. I have I still have the video recorded. Yeah, you have a video. I have of a me. video of you and like how you look and all of that. Like it's so funny. Maybe we'll release it one day. Maybe. Okay. Second person I want. Zach Randolph, baby. <laughs> oh my god. Are you scary? are you crazy? <laughs> Is he even Zach- in the league? <laughs> okay, listen. Listen. Zach Randolph, you know why I love this guy so much? Okay. There was this one line, um, him and Boogie. Okay. Okay. And he said this one thing. Like, I think Boogie was, like, trying to talk or whatever. Like, um, he's, you know, just trying to, like, be like, yo, 
was good, like a boogie. And Sakharov was like, yo, listen, in my hood, bullies get bullied. How freaking gangster is that? Where I'm from, bullies get bullied. Where, yeah. I, where I'm hiking, hikers get... I don't know what he, what he would say. He would say something so crazy, but it feels so protected. If I'm lost at any point, and I know that Zach Randolph is with me, yeah, I'd have nothing to worry about. That's true. Very I'd have comforting. absolutely nothing... <laughs> comforting is... <laughs> I don't know if that's the word I'd like to use. <laughs> but I definitely feel like I can get through anything. Like, I'm completely fine with it. Zach Randolph is there. Yeah. We can... We might be a little bit slow to get to where we want to go. <laughs> However, the whole thing with the hi- uh, hiker's etiquette. Yeah. Like, saying hi to people. Imagine having Zach Randolph there with you. 100%. He'll make sure everyone says He'll hi. make sure that he, I said hi to you. Where I'm okay? from, hikers where say I- hi. <laughs> Zebo, if you're listening to this, we would love to go on a hike with you. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll go to like Scarborough Bluffs or something. We'll, we'll check it out. Awesome. All right. Remember Hikers Etiquette, by the way? Yeah. I love how you were so funny with it. Like, I don't know why you tried to have a full conversation with people. I did not. All I said was as people would walk by, you know how you'd just be like, hey. No, no. So you didn't like know that. That's the thing. I would say, how's it going? And... To Ben, that means that's a full conversation. Okay, no, see, the thing is, if it was just, how's it going? That's one thing. <laughs> you would walk around, okay? There'd be other people coming from the opposite end, and you'd be like, hey, how's it going? Um, you, What do you do for work? <laughs> I did not um, do this. You're spreading how's, lies. How's it going? Um, this is fake news. <laughs> but you did mention this one thing, which I thought was really, really funny. You're like, hey, I'm colorblind. <laughs> Why did you tell them you were colorblind? They don't care. They don't care if you can't okay. tell orange from red. Okay. The The true story is this family came up to us and asked us for a path to the parking lot, back back to the Apparently parking lot. Apparently, we look like we know where we're going. <laughs> Which was, it was literally right before we got lost. <laughs> so they come up and they ask us a path. And so we knew the path. And I'm like, oh, you want to follow the... Uh, the red markers back to uh, the parking lot. If you just follow them along the trees, you'll make it back in time. And they said, thank you. And they start walking off. And then Ben was like, no, the markers are orange. And I'm like, oh, and then I turned to the family. I'm like, guys, orange markers. Sorry, I'm colorblind. And apparently that was telling my life story. That's way too much information for them. They just wanted to know how to get the hell out of that conversation. And you just kept talking about I'm colorblind. I, you know, I was born in January and you take a break. 1996 like chill like, why'd you like why'd you gotta do that like why'd you have to tell them everything about you they don't care <laughs> they don't care oh my god so last person on my list i have well actually this is you know well marcus saul okay let me just say okay. that name first okay so these two like big dudes all right freaking hikings be amazing with this group and what russell westbrook of course because he's the best point guard ever oh. um so marcus saul you you've seen him at the parade you seen how this guy? Oh, is. I saw him. I saw him. You seen him at the parade. He he yeah. he's definitely someone who has fun. Okay, I've never seen someone like who I, I just felt the happiness just by watching him. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like it's such a good aura that surrounded him. I'm like yo, I want more of that. Yeah. So good vibes. And hey, Spain, right for FIBA? Yeah, they won the world. They Cup. won it all. So Marcus All has had an amazing year. It's 2019. Is literally Marcus All's year. No, this is his year. Right? Yeah. I've been keeping up with the FIBA, by the way. I have only been keeping up with it to slander the Celtics players. That are on <laughs> I haven't. I haven't really, to like, to be completely honest with you, I haven't really kept up with it a whole lot. So I don't know if you have a summer. I know that Spain won. Okay. I know that Team USA didn't. They obviously under, they underperformed, and they yeah. definitely underperformed. And something, something, Donovan Mitchell, something, something, Boston Celtics. I saw so many tweets talking about like, "Hey, if you're a Celtics fan, are you worried?" And yeah. that made me so happy. 100%. Just say, I think that's one thing we do agree on yeah. is it's always like screw the Celtics. Honestly, so Ben and I have... Hey, shout out Isom. Um, I know you're listening. I know you're listening right now. And I just want to take this moment right now to tell you the Celtics suck and they never will be good and they never were good. And don't bring up the Celtics ever again. You know what? We, we disagree on quite a bit on this podcast, but I think there's one thing that unites all sports fans. All basketball fans, really. And it's their mutual hate for the Boston Celtics. So if you hate the Celtics, you know, reach out to us on at the session ball, Twitter or Instagram. We'll have a Celtics love line, you know, like a like just a hatred filled 
line where we just keep talking badly about the Boston Celtics. I love it. I love it. And and it makes it so much more fun because Celtics fans like vehemently defend their team right? against all of the slander. And it just makes me want to slander their team. Remember so when Kyrie more. got there and my cousin was guilty of this. He's yeah. just like, oh, Kyrie's here. We have nothing to worry about. Kyrie's so much better than IT. You have this, that, Cleveland. You know, to be fair, nobody won from that trade. Like, not a single person won from that. Like, not, not a single team, sorry, from both sides won uh, from that actually, trade. Actually, the Cavs won. You think so? Uh, no, they won by attrition. Because <laughs> literally every piece that was involved in that trade moved on. But I'm forgetting the name of the player that they drafted off of, like, one of, like, the second round yeah, picks. Yeah. And that player is still under team control with the Cavs. Oh, yeah. So technically they won. Regardless, like I remember it was it being a huge thing, you know, and Kyrie Irving was coming to the Celtic and Celtic like, yo, IT man, S H I no, they weren't that bad. <laughs> they actually do they actually do respect IT and I do yeah. as well. To to be fair, his story is amazing. Yeah. I don't like some of the things that he does, like the way that he acts and whatever. The way that However, he plays, the way like... that he plays, <laughs> whatever. But I do like like his story about, you know, the whole thing with, you know, yeah. with the sister passing and yeah. all that. Like major respects to him on all of no, that. No, no, hundred percent. Back but Celtics, I don't like yeah. Celtics. No, I don't like. The I don't Celtics. think anyone does. Um, if you do like the Celtics, just I was gonna say don't listen, but I know, I'd still like you to listen. Like, yeah, come on, no, like, listen to the podcast. Keep but... listening. Hate listen to the podcast. <laughs> That's what you should be do. Pissed off? Leave a five star, but then tell us. Yeah. Exactly how much you love the Celtics, so we can never talk to you. Again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Bill Simmons, we're formally inviting you to come on. The oh, podcast. remember what Bill Simmons said? What did they say? Uh, 67 wins. 67 wins. <laughs> so for the story, the backstory is um, go, going into this season, Bill Simmons, uh, I guess it was on his podcast where uh, he was asked about uh, what the Celtic season is going to look like. And he said it's going to be 67 wins. Whole lot of high fives. People getting up off the bench. He said the that? Second stringers are like dunking the ball at the end of blowout wow. games and stuff. Wow. A lot of high See, fives. that's that's a typical Celtics fan right there. This unnecessary confidence that they have in their team. Yeah, and I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll ever amount to anything. Well, I mean, how much can you expect from a team that has won one title in the last thirty-three years? Oh my God! You just hate to see you it. Hate to see it. You really you hate really, to see really it. Really do hate to see it. You know. You know, but and uh, I think it was like I'm just looking at this team USA, and I just. You know, who's on it? Like, who's on the team? Like, I swear it's so depleted. Like, there's nobody on that team right now. Yeah, you just hate to see, like, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, Kemba Walker, like, not being Ooh. able to perform on the big stage. It just, it hurts. You hate you to see hate it. To, like, why does it got to happen mm. to the Celtics? And, of you know, all but, the you know teams, what, though? Hey, you know? Omar, like, the young, it's really gonna, it's really gonna blow up. Right, you know? the young core, yeah. right? They're really gonna eventually, they're... You, you know, the Celtics could have traded for, like, Anthony Davis... Kawhi Leonard. Oh, Anthony Davis. Oh, Imagine if they had that. You just hate to see you that, hate that they to see that they it. doubled down on Who? on uh, on uh, Jason Tatum, Tatum. and Jalen. Hey, Brown. but they have Gordon Hayward. Oh, they yeah. have Hayward. Remember, yeah, you know, got, remember him and how how well he's done for them. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's. You hate to see it. It's just a tough scene. You know, I just you hate know, to see like it. I just keep I keep looking at the roster and I'm thinking, <laughs> this is you know this is gonna be the year for them. The Boston Celtics are gonna come out swinging. You know that young core is really gonna figure it out, and they have Kemba Skywalker. Yeah. To really, you know, you know, you know what this year's um, uh, bandwagon. Sorry, not bandwagon. You know what this year's uh, mantra is? Chemistry. Chemistry. Chemistry above all. Chemistry is gonna get them that sixty-seven wins. And it's Kemba wins. Walker, who isn't Jerry Dudley, is gonna be the one to really, you know fix everything that's going on with the Celtics because obviously it's just chemistry. There's nothing else that's wrong with that team. It's just chemistry. <laughs> it's not like they have a lack of talent or No, anything. come it's, on. It's it's not like they have Ennis Cantor starting at center. Hey, you know what? I will not I will take I'm very confused because I'll love Celtic slander and I hate everything about the Celtics. But Ennis Cantor and you like him too, okay? Ennis Cantor is a freaking madman. And I love that guy. Yeah, he's mad in the sense that he literally doesn't play defense. <laughs> he was a lot better for Portland, though. He was. He was used pretty well, I get. Well, he was a lot better in Portland in terms of defense. Also, Westbrook just lacked the athleticism to be able to attack him because I want to say because he's not that good, but he was clearly injured in that entire series and he couldn't beat Ennis Cantor off the dribble. I really don't think starting that, NBA point guards are going to be able to. That itself 
couldn't beat Ennis Cantor off the dribble. Like that sounds so strange to me. Yeah. It was that sounds very strange. Pitiful to watch. Yeah, that wave. I'll never forget that in my lifetime. Um Ennis Cantor, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, Kemba Walker. Um, who else have they got in that roster? Anybody else notable? They have Carson Edwards and Taco Fall that they drafted. This they got year. Taco Fall. Yeah. I forgot about that yeah. guy. Dude. Well, what are, you, what are your thoughts on him? I don't know. He's super tall, and that's all I know. I feel like that's the most important thing about him. That's it, right? That he's super tall. Uh, I honestly, wonder if you're that tall, do you even like care about the sport? Or do you, you just have to play it? Like, you have to play ball. So, this didn't used to be... A, this was not a concern years ago. Because there have been a lot of big men that were drafted really high that didn't end up working out. And I think that's something that the league has corrected on. And we saw in this year's draft with Bol Bol, uh, the son of Manute Bol, uh, the tallest player who ever played the game. His He was projected to go a lot higher, like somewhere in the high first round or early, sorry, early first round. And he ended up going somewhere in the second round and now has like a partially guaranteed contract or something like that. Like he fell a lot. I think it's the biggest margin that a player fell like as, as from their proposed rankings. I felt so bad year. for that kid because he seems like yeah. the most well-mannered, like so, nice guy. So a lot of the concerns were the reason why he fell beyond the fact that the teams have access to health information that we as fans don't have or the media don't have access to. Uh, I feel like a lot of it was he was always assumed that he would play basketball. Oh, you're tall. Of course, you're going to play basketball. He's been a celebrity for years. Like a lot of people didn't think that his heart was in it because getting to the NBA is just part of the struggle. Making sure you stay in that league is also another part of it because mm-hmm. there are at minimum 60 new players that come into the league every single year. So you're always fighting for a chance to stay in that league, right? Okay. So I feel like that's part of it. That's part of the reason why he fell. But back to the Celtics draft. Uh, Taco Fall, honestly, I don't know too much about him, but Carson Edwards, I loved. And as a Philadelphia fan... Was it Philly or was it Chicago that was supposed to get Carson Philly, Edwards? Philly, Philly was supposed to get him and then... They traded away a bunch of current year picks. Yikes, so basically, hey? they're 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 doubling down. I I underst- at the moment I didn't know about probably, the Al Horford. Off though, I didn't right? know about Al Horford. I didn't know about Josh Richardson because those deals were still in the works. They weren't announced, but I really really wanted Carson Edwards, and it really pains me that he's on the Boston Celtics. Isam, if you're listening, take good care of him. I'm trying to read up on a little bit more on Carson Edwards. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, so he's a, well, he's a guard. He shoots right 6'1", 200. This guy can bomb it from anywhere on the court. Really? Okay. He is, he will pull up from so far away and just nail it. He's such a good shooter. He's a good shooter? Such a good shooter. It's unreal. He would work great on the Sixers, which just pains me that he's on the Boston Celtics of all teams. Yeah, because I swear to God, Sixers, it's like shooting that's so important right now, right? Like, that's what... And I feel like their concerns are being overstated. Like, you see all those memes where they'll post the starting lineup of the 76ers. Oh, no, it's not overstated. Oh, my God. I don't think it's overstated They'll post the starting lineup, and they'll be like, who's going to stop them? And then people will reply The three-point line. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... So true. Joel Embiid is a... 30% three-point shooter if you work on I love it how year. we brought up shooting and the first person you brought up was Joel freaking Embiid. Okay, I'm just going Perfect. top to, I'm going top to bottom. So, you know, Joel Embiid, yeah, you know, he might not be a great shooter, but I wouldn't say he's a bad shooter. Ben Simmons is a bad three-point shooter. That's understating it. <laughs> um, But other than that, I mean, Al Horford can hit it. Josh Richardson can hit it. Oh, Al Horford, you love his form, don't you? Especially on 2K, the most confusing release ever. (laughs) And Tobias Harris is a 40-plus percent three-point shooter. Oh, yes, Tobias Harris, that contract is so good for Tobias Harris. I know you ain't talking about contracts. Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris, Philadelphia management. You got to love it, right? You hate to see that, too. (sighs) (laughs) a lot of philly talk eh a lot of philly talk i feel like this podcast as we get into the season is gonna be really yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be focused on that but you know i gotta make sure that all right well you know what we bring it up we talked about the u.s underperforming due to the celtics not actually being that good 
and never work. Yeah, never we got be. a lot. But you know what? Let's uh, let's try to see if we can unite over something else. Tell me about this Kevin Durant interview. That pissed me off so much. I'm going to open it up real quick. Let me hear about it. Okay. So I just remember there were some quotations. Okay. Like the full thing of what he said. So I'll read it to you. He says, I'll never be attached. So he described his welcome back to Oklahoma City okay. as a visiting player as toxic. Now, let me paint a picture for you. You are three and one over a team that just won 73 games. Yep. You completely choke to the point where they're able to come back from a 3-1 lead and eventually win the series. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the same team you decide, okay, I am going to leave the Oklahoma City Thunder for. Tell everybody confusing things like, hey, I really like OKC. Tell Russ and everybody that, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be staying. Like It's going to be like a last, I don't know what I'm going to do, blah, blah, blah. And then join that team that just sunned you yeah, and expect the fans to give you a what did you do for the Oklahoma City Thunder that's tangible I don't think there's anything I don't to the point where don't get me wrong he he got the Oklahoma City Thunder to the finals I get it that's huge yeah especially for a small market team that's amazing I don't want this to be a completely well that's a lie I do I do want this to be completely slander pot on on, on Kevin Durant. But I don't understand why you would expect why you would expect the fans to to be so understanding, especially with how you played with everybody. Okay. So Kevin Durant had that interview with the Wall Street Journal and there's this piece on USA Today that quotes part of it and Kevin Durant basically said I'll never be attached to that city again because of that. I eventually wanted to come back to that city and be a part of that community and organization, but I don't trust nobody there. That must have been fake, what they was doing. The organization, the GM, I ain't talked to none of those people, even had a nice exchange with those people since I left. What are your thoughts on that? I'll never be attached to that city again because of that. So you'll never be attached to that city that adored you, that cherished you that loved you so much when somebody walks out on you you're just expected to be like hey dude it's all good come back i love you thank you so much for everything no it's gonna be like you walked out on us you let us believe you're gonna come back and then you just left why would i welcome you back with open arms i'm not gonna allow that that entire like that part of the quote already freaking triggered me like that's stupid I eventually wanted to come back to the city, be part of the community organization. Don't trust nobody there. It's funny how the person who is not trustworthy at all is talking about that in the first place. No. Talking about trust. He's like, that shit must have been fake, what they was doing. It really wasn't, though. It really wasn't. Everybody adored Kevin Durant. He was the hero. The LeBron was the villain. Kevin Durant LeBron was the hero. LeBron was the villain. Kevin Durant However, was the hero. he accepted that villain role. Yep. And that's the biggest difference between the KD villain <laughs> arc and uh, LeBron Could you imagine arc. how much more fun the league would have been if KD accepted that villain role? Oh, no. I, I think it'd still be terrible. Are you kidding me? He's still in Golden State. <laughs> oh, it would have been terrible. And nothing would have changed on the court-wise. But narrative-wise, I feel like people would respect KD a lot more at that time. Because LeBron, when he went to Miami, he embraced that role. He was he changed his number. He was a villain in, yeah. that, in that role. And, and his redemption arc yeah. literally reminds me of uh, Zuko from Avatar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I swear to God, like the, he just like that redemption arc was so good. <laughs> you know, he was he was he he was good when he was young, but then he was hurt by uh, Dan Gilbert. So uh, he he goes off to prove himself. Yep. And he becomes stronger, and he gets his rings, and he comes um, back three, and three three of them. And again, after that embarrassing finals performance in 2011, Michael Jordan would never allow for something like that. But yeah, continue with the story. <laughs> He goes, he gets his two rings in Miami, and then he masters the Miami Heat, Fire Nation. Dirk you know, Nowitzki he, was, who was Zuko's dad? <laughs> who was Zuko's dad? Was it Fire, Fire Lord, Lord Ozai. Ozai? Yeah. So that's Dirk Nowitzki with that uh, fadeaway, that one-legged fadeaway. Man, he wasn't even that good in he the finals. He was amazing and just sunned LeBron James. If he wasn't that good, you know what? That just means LeBron James was that bad, and I think that's even funnier. Oh, my God. 
Okay. False prophet. Uh, anyways, anyways, back to Kevin Durant. So, to an extent, yeah, you know what? I, I do agree with you. I, I feel like he's... To an extent? Oh, please tell me where you disagree. I feel like... You know what? Kevin Durant gave us the most boring years of playoff basketball that we had seen in a very long time because how so the result was guaranteed of course the golden state warriors were going to win with healthy kevin durant it made playoff basketball so oh, you're talking boring. about that i thought yeah. you're talking about before the Golden. i'm oh, like yo no, when he was on no. oklahoma city oh, no, no, i swear sorry, it was sorry. yeah when he was on golden state okay like, yeah of course his decision to join of golden course. state quote-unquote ruined the league and it i I still definitely still had fun watching basketball because I'm the kind of guy that watches random games like Utah versus Charlotte on a Tuesday in the middle of the season because I have fun doing stuff like that. But for a lot of casual fans, that appeal was lost. Now, his decision to leave Golden State and go to the Brooklyn Nets, that was something that I was lobbying for the entire time that Kevin Durant was on this on Golden State. I wanted him to go make a name for himself, make it make him do something on his own elsewhere and restore that balance to that league. And I feel like his decision to leave Achilles notwithstanding, I feel like it was the right decision to make. And that's why I'm kinda not on board for this Kevin Durant slander anymore because I'm like, you know what, let him be. That's part of my answer. And another reason why I'm not on board for this Kevin Durant slander is because if you follow Stephen A. Smith on Instagram, you've seen that he's going to be on Kevin Durant's show, The Boardroom. And in his caption, Stephen A. Smith said, he didn't hold back on Kevin Durant. So we are going to get some great content of Stephen A. Smith yelling, yelling at Mr. Kevin Potato Durant. Head. I can't wait for that. I didn't know Kevin about that, actually. Okay. So this is going to be really interesting. Kevin Durant invited Stephen A. Smith to come on to his show, that, that boardroom show that they have. Wow. And it, I think it's kind of like the shop where like you know they have people talk and Stephen a smith has said that kevin durant's move was the weakest move made by a professional athlete in ever, history in ever history. like any sport ever. ever ever oh yeah and he said he's keeping that same energy those on two that show. rings that he got yeah will never it, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean oh it's because rings don't matter at all so oh see that's a whole that's a whole other episode we'll maybe, talk about maybe that. we'll get into that if you want to hear our thoughts on rings you know maybe we'll get into that but um because rings absolutely like it's a i'm not gonna get into it right now but you know what does matter ben rankings rankings matter yeah baby so yeah, we baby. had some great reception after uh following our uh, session 002 where we ranked kanye's albums we had a lot of discussion if you want to join the conversation regarding any of the stuff that we're putting out there please follow us at the session ball at instagram and twitter or you can send us an email at the session basketball at gmail.com we'll get back to you uh, inbox is kind of empty so you know it's not like you're competing we're for our sending, time we're just sending emails from our own personal accounts <laughs> to the session ball and like hey omar i'm here i'm at work hi <laughs> so back to yeah there was a lot of great content a lot of great i actually really love doing it like on a side note i really love it doing was it. Like, it was amazing talking music is always fun and oh we got feedback and we got like feedback like how could you put kids you goes all the way at the bottom there I was like, listen, music is subjective, baby. You know, yeah, like, music is subjective. Ex- is except, except when our friend Zubair ranked Cruel Summer last below Yay. Yay above Cruel Summer. I think, you know what, music is subjective. I take that back, though. Yeah. Very, very, you know, I just said that. But music is subjective in ways, yes. But it's also objective in a in the sense that Yay is the most forgettable album mm, of all time. Yeah. It's so forgettable. I literally forgot it existed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there's not a single track that I think I would go back to. But Cruel Summer, on the other hand. Oh, oh man. my God. That Bliss, is a perfect, that's a perfect gym album. Like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he said, <laughs> that album is stuck in 2012. Oh, my God. Yikes. Oh, Zuber. Okay, so wh- who do we got for this one? Okay. We are going to be ranking... The washed up. I mean, I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> I'm no, sorry. I'm not I'm taking sorry. any. <laughs> don't get me started on this right now, bro. I'm not taking oh any God. slander on this guy. Binyasin's favorite artist, Eminem. Eminem. Grew right. up. Grew up listening to this guy. Okay. Still listen to him, but I mean, you know, I still respect what he's doing and the fact that he's had 20, about 23 years of like mainstream success 
is amazing. You know, like only the likes of Jay Z has done something like that. Yeah. For this long to be relevant, it's it's unreal to me. So mm-hmm. Eminem is absolutely that guy. Okay. All right. But obviously, there are definitely albums that are better than other albums. Um, I'm sure our number, well, 10 will be the same. I'll be very shocked if it isn't. Okay. But I want you to start and tell me about your rankings for him. Okay. So, for context, Eminem has been and probably always will be Ben's favorite artist. He has a personal connection to M's music that far exceeds anything that I and it's have. Not, okay, before everybody says Mountain Dew drinking and call, listen, all right, I've heard all the jokes, but Eminem is always going to be one of the greatest rappers of all time, in my opinion, in terms of technical ability, in terms of influence, and in terms of just making some damn good music. Yeah. Um, recently, you can argue like there has been, there's been some duds, obviously, but I don't think that changes the fact that you got the recovery hat, buddy. Don't think I forgot about that. Or the relapse hat. Remember that relapse hat you had? The green one? You had a green um, hat that looked exactly like the one that Eminem used to wear back then. Because you oh, were a huge stan. Man. And by the way, the word stan, guess where it came from? One song. Okay? <laughs> I know where it came from. I'm a huge Eminem fan you as were, well. You were. Now you're wearing a, a, a six lakh, pronounced black, sweatshirt. Black is pronounced black. <laughs> All right. My number one is the Eminem show. That Ooh, is okay. that album. Just there are so many tracks on that that I love it. Yeah. So thanks, Sing for the Moment Alone. He could have just put Sing for the Moment out on its own, and that would end up being one of my favorites. Okay. But I mean, you've got like, what, do you, what else do you have? You got White America, you have Soldier, you have Cleaning Square Out My Dance, Closet, man. Come cleaning on. Out My Closet, Say Goodbye to Hollywood, When the Music Stops. It's, it's, I feel like it's just so many hits on that without I, me. Yeah, I love um, singing in the shower. That's just like one of my things that I do. Yeah. So if you didn't know that about me, you know about it now. I, I've lived with, I lived with you oh, for so a year. I, I do know this. Yeah, yeah. I, I leave the door. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> And the Haley song, I love singing it, man. Oh, it's yeah. such a good song to sing along to. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just so fun to listen to. But yeah, Eminem show. You know what? The number, your top three albums, I'm just going to assume, are going to be very, very similar, the exact same as mine. And you can put them in any rank. And I don't think it's there's a wrong answer for something like okay, that. Okay. I feel like I feel like one of mine won't be. So the first one is the Eminem show. Sure. Number two is Relapse. Okay. 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 Because okay. interesting. I, very I was, interesting. I was really debating putting relapse first because really i i know a lot of eminem fans don't like relapse i feel like eminem himself didn't like relapse but i loved that album i really did i i connected with that album it was <laughs> grade seven me connecting to relapse i was gonna say like stay like songs like stay wide awake yeah and songs like same song and dance how did you relate in it? You realize this is like a horrorcore themed album. And I love the album, by the way. Yeah. I'm not going to shit on you for that, for being number two. Relapse is a great album. I've, and people did shit on it a lot yeah. when it first came out. But I think it's one think of those come albums. Around to it? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Reception now for something like that. It's the most slim shady we've seen Eminem in a very, very long time. Yeah. It's like one of those things where you don't know what you have till it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's definitely Slim Shady, that entire album. For me, I recognized its greatness right when it came out, and I just loved that album. I I feel like it's so well put together, and there are few, if any, songs that I skip on that Deja album. Deja Vu, debate me on this. Deja it. Vu is one of the best songs Eminem has made, period. Like yeah. a top three, I think, for I sure. I absolutely love Deja that song. Deja Vu is such a good song. Such a good song. And I feel like it was, unlike some of his more recent music, I feel like that album was a really good window into what he what he had going on in his life at that point. And even though he his, the lyrics might not always state it, it was nice to see it was nice to get one last hurrah kind of thing before yeah. before a transition in his music and, and I remember, before it became too radio focused yeah. or something like that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. You're an artist. You can do whatever you want with your music. But I really loved Relapse. I know for sure that Grade 7 Omar yeah. loved Beautiful. I know Beautiful was that track. I still where, sing it every time it yeah. comes on in the car. Lately, I've been hard to reach. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one asked you to sing it. But... <laughs> All right. Uh, we, I'll go through mine quicker because yeah. I want discussion on yours as well. Sure. Number three, I have Slim Shady LP. Cool. Four, I have Marshall Mathers LP. Five, 
I have Encore, 6, Recovery, 7, Infinite, 8, Martial Mathers LP2, 9, Revival, 10, Kamikaze. Really? Yeah. You have Revival over Kamikaze? Yeah. Interesting. So we'll get into that. Okay. I'll give you my list and then we'll talk about it. Number one, I actually have the Slim Shady LP. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but in high school, you got me a birthday gift. Yeah, for your right? birthday. I got you, birthday. I got you, you got the CD. The CD yeah. for the Slim Shady LP. You got me a sweater. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where the sweater went, but I still have the Slim Shady LP. <laughs> uh, so thanks for that. Um, Slim Shady LP is just one of my... I think, again, like similar to what we were talking about with Kanye West, you have a lot of memories associated with a certain album. Yeah. And um, a lot of those songs, like, yo, Rock Bottom, mm-hmm. um, it's like great six me, like going through hard times of like failing, not knowing how to add like one plus one or whatever. Right, come on, in grade six? <laughs> That's maybe a little bit of an issue. <laughs> um, but, you know, like there are so many good tracks there. And I think that that album is where Eminem really figured out his identity. Mm -hmm. So an album like Infinite, the reason why I'll tell you why it's second last, in my opinion, is because it sounded like every other artist at the time. Now, this is mid-90s. We have rappers like AZ, who dropped, like, Do or Die. We have Nas, who dropped Illmatic. And you'll notice that the rhyme scheme and the way that their beats are, the bass and everything just sounds so alike. Yeah. So when Slim Shady LP came out, not only because of how controversial it was, but the way that it impacted music in general. You know, people talked about gangster rap before and people, you know, like had so many, you know, different topics and like love and all of this and all of that. But nobody really talked about the things that M talked about in the yeah. Slim Shady LP. Yeah. Because it was a, it was like a personal diary. He let you inside what he was doing and, you know, like how everything was going with him. Songs like If I Had, mm-hmm. you know, um, um, you know, like just the two of us, or Bonnie and Clyde, or whatever. Um, it's just such a personal album, and I, I connect connected with it. Not in the case of like me, you know, like going through the same going stuff. through the same stuff, but the fact that it's like when I'm feeling a little bit down, it's like I have an artist to listen to because yeah. it's even though it's a very different situation, the feeling is still like. Do you know what I mean? I feel like what you're trying to say is you it's almost like you have a friend there waiting for you in that album because that album was such a clear window into their yeah, life. Yeah, where were you? Hey, oh. where where were you? Like what happened? <laughs> what were you going through in grade 6 and why didn't I'm you reach out to you, me? Man. We've been friends grade forever. Six. So, a lot of music that'll come out nowadays with like an, an artist will put out an album, but you don't learn anything new about that artist mm-hmm. after listening to that mm-hmm. music whereas you can go back to an album like that and it's so raw that you oh, yeah. feel like you know everything that that artist was going through I mean, at that that's time. That's why Eminem is one of my favorite artists because everything that's going on in his life, he will spit. And he, you can tell that you can tell with certain artists where it's literally his 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 gateway like that he needs to he needs to like write down the lyrics and he needs to get all his emotions out on a piece of paper and, and wrap yeah. them. And I think that's a connection that you don't share with a lot of artists. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not just typical lyrics. It's kind of out there, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's a lot of fun to listen to. So I'm going to speed things up just a little bit. Sure. But we had things like If I Had, which is a really good song. And then, you know, but before that, song, like funny songs would come on, like Brain Damage and My Name Is. Yeah. So you have a mix of happiness. You have a mix of sadness. You can tell frustration from Just Don't Give a Whatever. Yeah. You know, there's a good range of music, mm-hmm. and I think I've always connected with it. So Slim Shady LP is there. Number two is actually Marshall Mathers LP for me. Mm-hmm. Um, again, just how many good tracks are there? Yeah. And this was a full-on diary. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, this is really getting into not this persona of Eminem, but Marshall Mathers himself. Yeah, You know, he talked about fame. He talked about how famous he got and how everybody just wanted to be his friend but also dealing with you know wife issues also dealing with fans you know in his track um who knew when he's just like yo i didn't know that the stuff that i said would impact people so much and honestly from a from a kid from michigan detroit michigan yeah you don't know the you platform don't that you know get the platform that you have and how many people you're inspiring and how many people are are re- reciting every word that you have yeah it was a huge transitional period and again as i said before it really felt like eminem led us in there yeah 
Um, so Marshall Marth- Mathers LP two, or sorry, Marshall Mathers LP is number two. Uh, and number three is Eminem Show. Okay. Um, for the exact same reasons so as you. So many good songs. Just so many good songs. Yeah. You know? Um, Connection-wise, it was, it was good as well. There's yeah. always good connection thing for the moment. You have really good songs like that. But come on. Like, when you go through the track list, yeah. it's just such a good album. So many good songs. So I love it. My top three right there, depending yeah. on how I'm feeling in the mood, it could change. But most consistently, if I had to go back to an album, yeah. I usually do go back to the Slim Shady LP. Okay. Now, this is where the list gets kind of whatever, okay? But this is how it goes for me. I have Relapse as number four. Okay. A um, lot of good memories with it. Yeah. Um, I think we both really, really loved the album yeah. right when it came I out. I feel like that's something that you and I yeah. even bonded over even more yeah. because in the moment, there was a lot of negative reception for it. And you and I looked like, at each other. We're like, like why? Oh, Crack a bottle is so cool. This is hilarious. Right? We loved it. This is so. We made you the music video. I remember watching it. And yeah. I really like the album. I yeah. still do. Uh, yeah. I think I love the deluxe tracks too. I, I don't oh know. yeah, I don't Buffalo know Bill. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the, uh, music box. My darling. Uh, oh, my darling. Careful what you wish for. That's careful re- what you. Yeah. Sorry, the stuff, the, the track that I was talking about was yeah. relapse refill. Okay. But yeah, yeah, careful what you wish for. My darling. Yeah. I remember people kept talking about the accent. Oh, the accent is so weird. Yeah. So, I'm just like, but at the same time, it's like. It's a it's a themed album, yeah. And I feel like a lot of people didn't understand that. Yeah. It's a it's literally a full on story from beginning till end, from three a.m. all the way to to yeah. the end track, underground or whatever. Yeah. It is a very very fun album to listen to. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a it's a journey that you go on. Exactly. Yeah. After that, I've got. You know what? I actually have the Marshall Mathers LP too. Okay. Yeah, and they're pretty the high. reason why yeah. I do have it a little bit high is because I thought it was a perfect sequel. Okay. Um, when it says Marshall Mathers LP two, I felt like people expected a sequel in terms of quality of music. In the sense of, obviously, people have Marshall Mathers LP at a very high standard. But when you go to tracks like, um, what's it called? Bad Guy, which is a direct sequel to Stan. Yeah. So it's talking about Matthew now. And when you have songs like... Um, you know, he's talking, he made so many like references yeah. to the Marshall Mathers LP. So you have songs like, you know, like, or even skits like Parking Lot, where, you know, like it, it directly comes from Criminal from. Um, you didn't think it was like pandering, almost like, you know, kind of on finger on your nose, like, ah, I got gotcha, you, you know, like you didn't, you didn't make too many of those connections because that's how I received some of it, where it's kind of like he's acknowledging he's kind of forcing the, the connections and the references on you. I, so did you, I'll did tell you, you what, I didn't feel that. And the reason why is because I think what really kind of made this album for me was listening to Headlights. Okay. So Headlights is a song um, kind of talking about um, Debbie or his mom. Mm-hmm. It's funny how I just know, like, I love Eminem. <laughs> we um, know. So Headlights is a song um, with Nate Roos. And, um, you know, it's pretty much like a uh, an apology slash like redemption song for songs like cleaning out my closet where he talks about killing his mom and all of this and all of that yeah the reason why i have this rank so high is because it really because of how much i listen to m it really you know the maturity and being able to get on this journey from listening to uh, an album like Marshall Mathers LP to yeah. going to tracks like Bad Guy, which kind of closes the book on Stan and listen yeah. to Headlights, which kind of closes the book on his relationship with his mom mm-hmm. and listen to Stronger Than I Was, which is the relationship with um, his wife, Kim. Yeah. It closed a lot of things for me. So again, the it wasn't the fact that it was, you know, in terms of quality, that's always going to be debatable. Yeah. You're not going to have a single person be like, oh, you know, this album was, no, that's going to be debatable. People can have Marshall Mathers LP like at number two or number three, depending on how you feel. I just think that it had a lot of songs where it closed it closed a lot of chapters in M's life and for being such a longtime fan, I really enjoyed listening to the lyrics and all of it. Mm-hmm. So after M uh, Marshall Mathers LP2, I have recovery. Um, I have recovery a little bit higher. Okay. Um, and again, it just a lot of good memory. Grade eight, baby. Grade eight. We had our Don John. <laughs> remember that? Yeah. We had our we had our little tie pose going, and um, you know, just a just a bunch of good tracks. And I know he wasn't really he didn't really like relapse all that much, and he yeah. made it very clear in in albums in, like in, in recovery. recovery. But we like we both like we recovery. both like recovery. We both like recovery. Right? Yeah. So good tracks. Encore. I have probably for the same reason as you. Yeah. Just 
you know, it's not the best album. And mm. I know a lot of Eminem fans have it ranked a lot a lot lower. Yeah. But songs like Yellow Brick Road definitely make up yeah. for it. Um, songs like um, Crazy in Love, I really like that album. Yeah. Oh, sorry, that song. So a lot of good tracks to go back to in, uh, in Encore. And after that, I actually have Kamikaze. Okay. So I have Kamikaze, like, which is not like it's really high up there. It's like third last. Yeah. But I like it because... Um, it just felt raw again. When I was talking about Eminem and raw emotion and letting everything out, yeah. it felt like that. He's like, yo, screw these critics. Let yeah. me go back to, let me just not pander to anybody. Let me just say what I want. Okay. So I really appreciated that. And it came out of nowhere. I remember, you know, like waking up and seeing a notification that M dropped an album, especially after the trash that was Revi- Revival. Yeah. I was super stoked for it. And then, you know what? It delivered. Yeah. I don't go back to many songs on Kamikaze. Yeah. But at the time, I know I appreciated it. And okay. I had a lot of good songs too. Um, after that of Infinite for the exact same reasons we talked about yeah you mentioned it yeah. a lot of time you know a lot of artists talking about the same thing and it just didn't really speak out to me Last of Revival worst album Eminem has ever made worst album probably of that year yeah um, not a fun album to listen to no I, I feel like I Revival and Kamikaze are two albums I that I I've had very difficult times going back to I remember I, I go back Go-Bus. to Infinite more yeah I remember being on the Go Bus when it when it down. I remember being so excited to download it, and the first song I'm like, okay, this is you know my my whole my whole my entire thing. While as I'm listening to the album, it's like okay, you know, once it gonna you know okay, this is okay, and then I realized afterwards that no, I'm just being a stand right now, and the album is dog shit. <laughs> I did not like it at all. Oh, That's man. my ranking. All right, that's number ten. I, and... I feel like you're gonna body me in the polls again, but. <laughs> We shall see. You put a lot more thought into this. Yeah. Hey, I was prepared, wasn't I? You were. I, I literally just had the list, but again, I just love talking music and I love talking M. Yeah. And well, any artist, like maybe we can do another one. We'll ask the listeners what what they want to see. Yeah. Let and, us know. Um, we'll kind of go from there. Definitely. So we'll call it there. And like Ben had just mentioned, we're doing this podcast for the listeners. We want to give you the content that you want to see. So if there is anything that you want us to do, any constructive feedback, positive feedback that you have for us, please, please, please drop it in the iTunes reviews. And even if you don't feel like typing a review, head over to the iTunes store or Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. It doesn't take much from you, but it really helps us out, search engine and all that stuff. So we really appreciate that. Other than that, please, please, please give us a follow at the session ball both on twitter and instagram or shoot us an email at the session basketball at gmail.com for me that's everything pass it over to you ben i got nothing else to say just make sure you follow us on social media um and you know continue giving us feedback like we've gotten a lot of reception really good reception and then but i really appreciate when people would kind of like message on the side just saying hey i think you guys should try this out or try this out um, we've got a lot of good ideas and there's a lot more clicking. I mean, right now, NBA, it's pretty dead. So there's not much ball to talk, but let us know if you like this, like general pod, like maybe we can have episodes where it's just general stuff, you know, yeah. we'll leave it up to the listeners and we'll go from there. But that's everything from me. I got work in like five hours now, bro. So you need to get the hell out of my house. <laughs> All right. Well, that's everything for us. Cheers. All right.